The Joe Mays and J-Rock Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the Westlawn community since 1947. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J-Rock Show. Bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! What a comeback! Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappa. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 247th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's good to be back. I know we, uh... I kind of threw a wrinkle in the schedule, you know, the last couple of weeks, but uh, that's okay. Had, had some important things to talk about, but I uh, have some, I guess, kind of important, but fun stuff to talk about yeah. tonight. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, how important it really is right now. It's We're right. getting to that point where it becomes really important. Of course, yes. if you don't win the first eight weeks, of the, eight or nine weeks of the season, what does it really matter? Yeah, it kind of <laughs> makes the second half not as important, I guess. Right? Not interesting whatsoever. Uh but we are here finally once again talking NFL, and uh, you know, like Justin said, we were we were gone now. It's been three weeks since our last show. The last two weeks we had uh, the Bulldog Hour, you know, our high school show uh, in West Lawn, based on the high school in West Lawn, Pennsylvania, which has been a lot of fun. They're in the playoffs now. Got to win this past week, so they're in the semifinals. They they win this Friday. They go to the championship, but it's a uh, it's a tough road to get there. Yeah, tall task uh, this Friday night, I, you know, in the rematch with Anaheim Township. So we'll, we'll kind of see how that uh, how that plays out. But that, that's a different story for a different show. Um, yeah, I know. I know we talked about it here, um, but yeah, tall task. We'll, we'll have to see how that how that goes. So um, you know, well, good luck to the Bulldogs, and um, we'll have a show on our other show, kind of the fill you in on how that goes yeah so you know it's funny we have this show here this weekend coincidentally eagles aren't playing but it doesn't mean that interesting stuff hasn't happened for the eagles because well a lot happened in the uh nfc east yeah it was all good that has happened that really has helped the eagles out so we're gonna dive right into week 10 of the 2017 NFL season. Hard to believe. Past the halfway point, Wait, yeah. if you can believe that, and that we're most, already... And most of the teams have had their bye already, so 
Yeah, I think there's still a few teams that have their buys next week, possibly. Yes, um, there are four actually. Because I, yeah, I was looking. Uh, I was, at I this, saw uh, three show started, but I couldn't find the fourth. But, but yes, I um, I'm sure there are. Uh, you know, but I kind of like it when the buys are over and we kind of get the fuller slate of NFL games. That's just maybe a personal thing, but I like it when there's more than like two. There was only like on. three late like, games today. Yeah, it's, and like I, the other week, there was only two. Like, Ugh. and I know they talk about they've talked about that a little bit with the ratings idea. You know, we don't go into that a whole lot. There's a lot of different arms to that, you know, discussion. But I think, uh, like, I think that's an oh, an undervalued kind of thing. Like, there used to be a ton of games. Like, essentially, there used to be like the 14 games were on on Sundays. Now I know you have buys, but you have like what 14 games and then you'd have a Sunday night and a Monday night, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have a Thursday and you have some weeks you have a London game. So you have a nine or nine thirty game on Sunday. Then you have a, a Monday night game. You have a Sunday night. So you're, you're getting fewer games. So, and they try to put like big games, like they put a lot of divisional games and big games on the Thursday night. They try to put big games, you know, on, uh, some of the Sunday night games. So, like, you, right. you lose some of that, um, those matchups. And we've talked about this a lot. Like, we've seen some close games, but doesn't necessarily mean it's good. <laughs> right, exactly. And we saw some more of that today, which we'll touch on when we get to those games. All right, <laughs> so let's start with the Thursday night game here. Uh, Seahawks, Cardinals, in Arizona. Of close, but not necessarily good. <laughs> Definitely. But Seattle needed this one because they were coming off a loss, a little bit of a surprise last yeah. week, I think, to see Seattle lose. At home to Washington, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that one caught people off guard. Right. And then a short week, they got to play a um, division opponent, albeit one that's struggling. And without their quarterback now. Yeah, you're right. And this one was closer than I think a lot of people thought, but right. it, the end result was the same. I think, the Cardinals scored, I think the Cardinals scored a touchdown like really close to the end. So, okay. like, I don't think it was quite as close. I say that because I think I heard that, but I I do not see the end of these Thursday night games. Like, I don't know. I'm lucky to see halftime of these Thursday night games. I'm lucky if I see half of a quarter of these <laughs> Thursday night games. <laughs> My so, how things have changed. I remember like primetime football games used to be my like favorite thing. Like, and I loved it when the Eagles played them, and I enjoy it like when whoever's playing. And that's I don't say it's not the case. Like, I still enjoy that there's games on in primetime, but like, yeah, I'm not staying up to watch. Too old yeah, for that. the, the primetime games are not my favorite. I mean, yeah. we're like the Dolphins are. At I usually the end wake of up now. in the middle of the night and check the score, like not. Like, too wake to score. I just happened to wake up. But Miami's at the end of a three-week career where every single right. game I could have yeah. watched. I haven't watched a single minute of them. I see more of them when they're on red zone <laughs> than I do when they're on primetime and I can watch the whole game because I'm not staying up Thursday, Sunday, or Monday night yeah. to watch them. And it's I just think not happening. I say this. I You know, I don't want to obviously jinx this, but I feel like the Eagles are about to maybe get into some of those spots where I know they have some coming up, but they, they may get a few more based on uh, – on performance and, and significance of games coming for coming up in the second half of the season. So we'll have to wait and see how that goes. So the biggest takeaways besides the Seahawks victory over the Cardinals Thursday night were two injury things. One, Richard Sherman torn Achilles out yeah, for done. the rest of the year. And two, what happened with Russell Wilson and the concussion protocol? Because 
Well, I mean, I think it's already come out that it wasn't handled properly. Right. So now, what's the NFL going to do about it? Yeah, it seemed it certainly did not seem as though protocol was was followed. Um, the Seahawks, it's interesting. They kind of get in a lot of these, like ones where it's kind of like they're in trouble, um, and they do something that's that's bad, but then you know, it's not so bad. You, you know what I mean? Like they're kind of in that like. Oh, the organization gets fined, you know, the coach gets fined, but like they kind of go back, but um, we'll have to, we'll have to see how that. Couple comments here. One, I got a text a couple minutes ago, touchdown Patriots. I'm sure we know who that was from. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And now here on the live feed, we got a fly goes fly all the way from Haiti. All right. So uh, it's nice to know that while people are out there, doing good and they can take some time to watch this super important show That's of right. ours that we have. It's right, international show. Inter- now, yeah, we, we when when I go to the sponsors for the next round of uh payments, yeah. you are gonna have to let yeah. you know like, hey, we, we got a some, pretty big we, following in Haiti every so yeah, often. We have an international audience now, so <laughs> So let's open up that checkbook a little bit. <laughs> so I mean I don't other than the, the injury issues surrounding the game. Big win for the Seahawks because they get, needed to keep right. pace. Division win, conference win, get back in the winning column on the road, 6-3. and three. They now are, are, you know, they're still in the NFC hunt. Right, and we'll get to some other games as to why that's so important, you know, that they that they got the 6-3. and three. Big difference between 6-3 and three and 5-4 and four right now when you look at the standings. Right. So... Staying in the NFC, Packers, Bears, and you know, a lot of this, people were jumping on Chicago in this one just because Green Bay hasn't looked good with Hundley at quarterback. Including me. I did. It. I, I did as well. And, uh, well, we were proven wrong today. Uh, well, he had one really nice throw thanks, on one touchdown. Thanks in part to John Fox. Yeah. Who what, challenged his own play. They would have had first and goal. So, like, I understand you want to challenge. But they talk all the time in the NFL about how, like, you have to think about when. when Don't take points off the board. Don't lose possession. But so he challenged so that he. They would have had first and goal at, like, the three yard line. First and goal at the three. He challenges thinking it should have been touchdown. And then you look at what happens, and it's. He actually did fumble. At first, I thought it was ridiculous. I was like, the ball's still in his hand. But when they finally showed, like, the cross field, like, down the goal line angle, kind of, you could see he didn't have control of the ball. It hit the pylon. It was out of bounds. And it's a touchback. And the Packers got the ball. So, instead of taking, let's say, a minimum of three points off the board, you know, possibly a touchdown, they turned the ball over to the Packers. Yeah. Just, if that's not the Bears and John Fox's tenure with the Bears summed up in one yeah, it's One, been a like, rough five-minute segment. That that pretty much is it. Absolutely, and you know, good for Green Bay keeping pace. Um, I think before yeah, the net last two battle. games of Week Ten are played, the one going on right now between Denver and New England, which really has no impact on the NFC game or NFC standings, and then tomorrow night Miami Carolina some impact there. Because uh, even though if Carolina loses, I think they maintain in the sixth spot in the NFC. They're one of the teams that will be on a bye next week. So next week's buys are the Jets and Colts and the Panthers 49ers. Not a lot of talent on bye next week. Uh, and the right. Panthers. Carolina could be significant there. They're the only team really in a spot there that is going to have significant, like that team playoff implications down the stretch. So Obviously, they'll have games. All those teams will have games that could influence it. But Right now, uh, Green Bay is one of four teams that are five and four. 
but they're third out of those four teams. And uh, they're still a game and, and a half behind. Right. And or they could be a game and a half behind the Panthers. And based on these rankings, so I'm guessing this takes into account head to head and conference tiebreaker. They're third in their division right now. So right, right, that's, yeah, that's probably the bigger one. Minnesota at seven and two. Detroit tied with them at five and four, but Detroit beat them once already. Right. So, and Detroit beat them in Bay. I think that was last week. So I because it, it was the first the time couple weeks, Detroit yeah. had won there, in, like since like Brett Favre or something like that, or the start before Brett Favre or something like that. And so, um. You go back, you know, so they'll have to play the Lions again, play the Lions in Detroit. That, that'll be tough. <coughs> All right, well, let's go to Detroit now where the Lions hosted the winless Man. Browns. And the Lions were able to keep them that way with a strong surprise, surprise, fourth quarter right. from the Lions. And I think Deshaun Kaiser got hurt in this game. He did, yes. Um, otherwise, this could have been the one for the Browns, like. It's hard to say because the Lions, you know they're going to put up a fight in the fourth quarter. Like, every game they're going to do it. Um, but, yeah. You know, they jumped out 10 nothing just like that. It was kind of crazy. The Lions are an interesting team. I know they can't get out of their own way sometimes. And they some people think that they may sh- maybe should have another win because that weird one against Atlanta yeah. about a month or so ago. But if they get to the playoffs, I don't. I wouldn't want to play them. No. <laughs> No. That's not a team I'd want to see in the I playoffs. used to think Matt Stafford, I don't know. I didn't really like him. I wasn't a big Matt yeah, Stafford Yeah, I thought fan. he was and overrated. I'm not, it's not that I'm a huge Matt Stafford fan now, but I just think he's probably better than I gave him credit for for a little while. Um, and they have some pieces. Yeah, I don't. I think the Lions are are a scary team. Just that when they're clicking, they, they're pretty good. Yeah, and they're on the outside looking in, like we right. mentioned. They're, they would be eight out of uh, the 16 teams and the top six make it. So... They're fighting with, right now, Seattle and Carolina for the wild card spots. They're two back of the Vikings. So, I mean, obviously, there's still, what, six six games left for a lot most right. teams? Six games left? Or seven games. Most teams have seven games left. Uh, so, obviously, not out of it. You know, we've seen Minnesota collapse before. But the Vikings right. are playing some pretty good football. Detroit is probably looking to... It's crazy to... that Minnesota has done this without Sam Bradford slash their starting quarterback. Right. And without Dalvin Cook, like right, yeah, you know, that's it's nuts. But the defense has been good. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Like you said, they've had some some of these seasons lately where they've kind of collapsed, but they don't show any of that this year. The so Browns far. are zero and nine, and the only and winless team left. Can, yeah, not a spoiler alert. Yeah, but the Browns now control their own destiny. That's right. They're the number one pick, and they're used to that. I think hashtag. Come back, Saquon. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I, as much as I want it to happen, I don't think any way of running backs going number one overall. I don't think there is either. I mean, unless they really are high, that high on Deshaun Kaiser, who they've already Which, benched uh, like twice. twice. Oh, just, and they're probably going to fire their coach. This right, year. and then they're going to want to start all over anyways. Right. Again. Which is, a, it's an 18-month cycle. Right. <laughs> so, I... No, I, he's not going to the Browns. I sure hope not, but and I think the Browns, like if you're the Browns, you don't necessarily want a running back either. Like, there's they have so many needs, you know. I I don't even know what they should do. I, I the Browns, I have no idea what they should do. They're oh and nine is it's getting ugly. It, you know, it definitely is. So the Steelers and Colts had a showdown day, but Indianapolis was able to do what Indianapolis has done most of the year, and that's find a way to lose. Yeah, clutch <laughs> snatch. 
defeat from snatched, the jaws of victory. Yep, snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> that is the Colts in 2017. I found it interesting that people are starting to come up with ideas that there could be um, class action lawsuits against the Colts for yeah. knowing that Andrew Luck wasn't going to play this year, but kind of make it sound like he would be back. All right. We'll see how that pans out. All right. But Pittsburgh does what they usually do is Andrew play Luck down to an opponent. Yes. But uh, Pittsburgh, who is in first place in the AFC as of right now. Correct. You know, so I know um, a certain someone that I am fairly, actually not fairly, a lot close to, um, you know, is looking and she's like, oh my gosh, the Steelers are going to, they're going to blow it again. You know, oh, they're going to lose. I'm like, there's no way they lose this game. They'll win this game. She's like, you don't know that. I'm like, yes, I do. And we talk about this on the show all the time. We've, we see this all. This year, we I feel like we see it a lot more. But this is the Steelers. You know, they're probably they'll probably lose one another game here somewhere along the line. But then they're probably gonna hit a stride and win another like five in a row and be the one seed in the AFC. And like, yeah, I, I just it'd be interesting to see it, everything. Like maybe Pittsburgh. not, but like you look at it. I'll tell you what, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. He looks incredible. Like he looks like the real deal, and to put him. On the opposite side of Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah. And that if they ever decided to get the ball to Levy and Bell. Right. Which, yeah, I. So there's an interesting thing. Like, a couple of breakdowns in, in coverage today was kind of crazy. Big play here, huge play here, um, was on the block extra point. So the Steelers scored a touchdown, had an extra point blocked, and. Um, this was when it was, it would have made it, it was going to make it 17-10 Colts, but it ended up being 17-9. Colts player catches it in the air, the block, and runs it and got caught by Jesse James. Ah, nice. Like, no, not like showboating caught. Like, he was just, you know, running, trying, and he had to, like, run around some people. And Jesse James caught him and tackled him at the two-yard line. That's huge, you know, right, because that would have been a two-point conversion. Now, they, they lost by three, but just... That hustle play, and I guess somebody posted an article. They asked Jesse James about like a hustle play a couple weeks ago that he had made, and like they said, it was basically like if you read the article, it's like foreshadowing That's awesome. that play. Yeah, so kind of shout out the the Penn Stater there. Um, you know, not exactly how they expect him to make the play, but hey, you know that goes a long way. That, and I feel like we've seen it's it was a different dome in the Midwest. <laughs> it was in Detroit, but when. Or no, actually, it was in Indianapolis. It was in Indianapolis in the AFC Championship game in 2006 when they, um, when Bettis fumbled and they were mm -hmm. running it back. And, Roethlisberger? Yep. And he midfield. tripped him up. Yep. Um, I just I'm got not, another I'm text. I'm not bitter over that one. <laughs> I just got another text. It's, it's a score updates in front of us that the Patriots returned the kickoff for a touchdown. They Good. go up 14-3 on the Broncos. So... They actually just showed, uh, leading up to this Sunday night game, um, Patriots-Broncos, and linked to the Jesse James play, they showed, I don't know if you saw that recently, a game from, I don't know, five plus years ago, I believe, in Denver, where Tom Brady threw an interception in the end zone right at the goal line, picked off by Kent Bailey, and he returns it for 99 yards, but Ben Watson out of nowhere jacks him up at the one like sprinting to save the play and he ended up now i don't know if they scored on like the next play right but right. he leveled champ bailey 
like absolutely destroyed him. I do not remember this play at all. I don't either. But, but when they sh- showed it, I was like, "That is an incredible play by Ben Watson, who I right. believe is playing for the Ravens right now." I love, I love when you see those plays. You know, like it's just, I don't know, well, it sets the tone. It, you know, you need guys, and you need all the guys to be willing to make those plays. Not everybody's going to be in a position to actually do it, but you need guys. That needs to be the attitude of everyone on the team. You know? Well, and I know, I'm sure if my dad's watching, he probably would be yelling at the, the screen right now. I'm surprised he's not texting me that um, actually my cousin Todd had a play like that against Redding in the game in 2000 where Wilson was getting absolutely destroyed in the first half. My sophomore year, Todd's senior year, where I think Redding was about to return the third quarter kickoff for a touchdown. Todd pushed him out of bounds at like inside the five, like two, three, four, something like that. So Redding getting ready to score set up for an easy touchdown to stretch their lead even bigger, they fumbled on the next play. Oh, my gosh. Or if it wasn't the next play, it was that serious. Like, right. they didn't score. So, they didn't score on the kickoff because Todd tackled the guy or pushed him out of bounds, and then they fumbled on that series. Hey, whatever works, right? Whatever works. You got it. Well, you never know. That's plays. like, it's so cliche in coach speak, but it's completely true. You never know what play will change the game. Right. Yeah. So... You know, it was a great play, um, and I think the only surprise here is that it was that it came down and the Steelers didn't hold the lead until the clocks hit all zeros. He, my dad is watching. He just said he changed the whole game around. Hey, yep. hey, we know how it ended. Wilson won that game. Yeah, it came back. Greatest comeback I saw. And because of it, they shared the uh, LL Section 1 title with Cedarcrest and Redding, and because of uh, tiebreakers, Cedar Crest didn't even make the playoffs that year. Right. Probably explains why they beat us twenty-one nothing the next with, year. With a Kirsch few team. Division One athletes, yeah, on that Jaron Cedar Hayes, Brandon Kirsch, and uh, you know, yes, yeah. it's, it's crazy how that one play can can change a game, change a season. Uh, so another kind of crazy game where it wasn't a great this game, but it was very crazy entertaining. Game. Was the LA Chargers at Jacksonville? The Jaguars probably a bit of a surprise this year for many. We thought we could see this last year, it didn't happen. Well, here they are this year. They are in the race in the AFC South, so they needed this game. Chargers, an average team, not a pushover, but definitely not a team you want to get caught looking I feel like past. This is another year already. We're we said just over halfway. You look at the Chargers, some losses they've had this year. You've got oh, you gosh, just got to yeah. be thinking. You've got to be kidding. Well, they lost in week two to the Dolphins, missed because of missed field goals. Right. Uh, we know now today they lost to the Jaguars in overtime. On the Jaguars. A kick. <laughs> and the Jaguars, right, yeah, it was blocked. It still went through. And the Jaguars were using a, a I shouldn't even call him a backup long snapper because you don't have backup long snappers because you're paying a guy hundreds of thousands right. of dollars to snap the ball. He got injured. Right, you just start asking people. Hey, have hey, any of you long snapped before? Right, and usually at the NFL level, they're all Someone such good has, athletes. Yeah. Someone has. Right. Um, you might be a special teams guy. Or somebody's going to say, yeah, I can because they're like, sweet, like this, this is my job security for another week. Yeah. On the other hand, if you screw it screw up, it up, you're probably getting cut. But the Jaguars made both of those field goals and won today, twenty to seventeen, in overtime over the Chargers. They improved to six and three and are in the hunt. Uh, they actually be in the playoffs if they started today, whereas the Chargers dropped to three and six. But Jacksonville is tied for their division lead. Tied for the lead with t- the Titans at six and three. Tennessee has the tiebreaker with them right now. But we'll see how that changes. Didn't Jacksonville beat the crap out of Tennessee in the head-to-head? Well, I know they beat them. Jacksonville beat um, 
Houston really bad. I thought Tennessee came back and beat Jacksonville in week two. Okay, I might be confusing the I, AFC I South. Games. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, you, I mean, you mentioned the, the Chargers' defeats. Yeah, um, are just uh, they've just had a bunch tough to in swallow. Jacksonville, remember, a weeks ago when we looked at, it, we were like, man, they could go eleven and five. This was one of the yeah, games yeah, you're where right. we're like Tennessee beat up on Jacksonville. Jacksonville beat up on Houston. This is one of those, and then Jacksonville just crushed. Baltimore How bad is that loss to the Jets? Look though, right yeah, now. yeah. But like, look at their schedule. So where are they? At? They're six and three right now, and we pointed they beat well, Cincinnati. We talked to them after they killed us, right? Right. We, we talked and, to them there, and we said that they should win. Now they play Cleveland, Arizona on the road, host Indy, Seattle, Houston, go to San Francisco and Tennessee. The only two games that they should lose, and not even—I shouldn't say should—could lose should be Seattle and Tennessee. Right. So I look at Seattle and I'm like, I don't know how this Jacksonville team scores against Seattle, which their defense isn't what it has been, and they have some injuries. I get that, but I still like but look what San Diego did to them today. But then I'm like, what? How is Seattle going to score against Jacksonville? Like Seattle's offense is not good. And Jacksonville's defense is good. And Jacksonville's defense could put up points. Their defense that, special teams. That's what they did today. Yeah. So. And it'll be interesting. Because yeah. uh, Jacksonville, we said 6-3. and three, They could easily be an 11-5 team. Yeah. And 11-5, you know, they're going to be right there with the Titans. The only reason 11-5 may not win the division is because Tennessee could end up having the yeah, tiebreaker with them. How cool would it be if that... Week 17, Jacksonville, Tennessee game. Determined is, like the number two seed. And it, it's the AFC South champ. It's basically the playoffs start a week early, except if, they're, if they do well enough, it wouldn't be a loser go home, you know. But could be loser gets a bye. Or, sorry, winner gets a bye, loser goes on the road the next week as a wild card team, you know, somewhere. But Yeah, see, the problem for Tennessee is they go to Pittsburgh this week. Yeah, on Thursday. On Thursday, yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Oh, geez, Thursday. And... They also have the Rams the week before. Oh, you're right. You're right. So, actually, I would favor Jacksonville to win that division right now. You have to, based on the schedules. Because Jacksonville already beat Pittsburgh. They already lost to the Rams. And then that week. So, it really could come down to that because if Jacksonville wins out or even would lose to Seattle, Tennessee, say they lose to Pittsburgh and to the Rams, they could still win the division by because beating Because they would tie them and right. then they'd have the tiebreaker, they yeah. They would then beat Oh, Jackson. man, I'm hoping for that. Oh, man, that would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. That's what I'm rooting for. Uh, to have Tennessee and Jacksonville be relevant on New Year's Eve, hey, <laughs> I'm all for, for that. NFL, yeah, it's right? good. It is. For, to get these other teams that haven't been great over the last uh, few years back in the thick of things and have both of them make it would be super, super cool. Now... We've been talking over the last few weeks about how the AFC East is still in line to have uh, at least two, if not three, teams make it. Right now, the Dolphins are on the outside looking in. But if they win Monday night, they'd be tied with Buffalo at 5-4. and four, And the Bills got there today by not showing up against the Saints. Wow. So at I pick, home. I picked the at Saints home. to win. I picked the Saints to win. So did I. But I did not see this coming. Forty-seven man. to ten, and it wasn't. Is it like Drew Brees completed some passes, but they they ran gave up almost right three hundred yards rushing over them. It's like the third most rushing yards in Saints history. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It was embarrassing. So I don't know what happened to Buffalo there. Um, maybe Adam yeah, can tell me because he picked Buffalo this, to win. So this so. is one of the crazy things where, like, this is a different Saints team. Like, when was the last time you saw a Saints team with three hundred yards rushing? Right. I, I know that's a crazy question because teams don't rush for 300 yards all that often. But, like, you know, they have Drew Brees and they have some outside threats. 
but they also are able to run the ball. They've got a couple different weapons, different Mark you know, Ingram and there. Alvin Kamara, and the defense is not the embarrassment, the historically bad defense that they've had the last few years. You know, like by few years, I mean like since they won like the Super Bowl, eight years. Much. Yeah. So the crazy thing to me is that they are kind of a renaissance of nearly a quarter century ago, if you can believe that when I say that they're only the second team since one of the 90s Cowboys teams to go 0-2 and then, and then win their next seven games. Right, yeah. So it's pretty crazy. But And, of course, we know that that Cowboys team won the Super Bowl. So the Saints are an interesting team that a little coming out of nowhere, at least to me, because I picked them. Did I pick them last in that division? I think I did. And when they started 0-2, I was looking like a genius. But now that they won seven I in a row. I picked them last in that division, too. I should have flipped them in the Giants. Flip, <laughs> yeah, flip, oh, man. Flip that. Whew. So, Just yeah, a bit off on that 47 one. 47-10. to 10. Wow. I yeah. mean, I, did, I, I definitely expected New Orleans to win that game. Which, even not knowing the outcome, I, I, was, I was on the fence on that one. But yeah. I was like, the Saints have just been playing better. Yeah. But I did not expect. 47 to 10. Now, two disappointing teams. Well, see, it's funny how you look at things because entering the year, one of these teams would be a disappointment. Yeah. After a month or so of the season, now both both of them are a disappointment because the Jets looked, you know, decent. They they went toe-to-toe with the Patriots. They were in line to win a few games. They won more games than I thought they would all year in the first, like, six weeks. But now they just they have no offense, which is actually a few a problem for a few teams in the league this year. But today against a team Tampa Bay team starting their cast off quarterback because Jameis Winston is out possibly for the foreseeable future with a shoulder injury. The Jets scored just ten points. Buccaneers got fifteen with Fitzpatrick at quarterback. And Tampa Bay gets a much needed win, snapping their losing streak. Tampa Bay moves to three and six. The Jets drop to four and six, entering their bye. And well, they're going to need some help if they want to make the playoffs, which you know, a lot of people thought were, was going to happen just two weeks ago. Yeah, so I think the Jets are going to kind of get back to where they were. Then they are not going to be at the top of the draft like they kind of teams thought they were going to be. Um, I think they'll still win some games. Um, yeah, I think they. It's almost funny because now you look at it, oh, the Jets kind of ruined their ability to have one of the top picks in the draft. Buccaneers, though, man, they what a disappointment. Definitely disappointing. And honestly, we I know I've talked to you about this before. They fired Lovey Smith mm-hmm. for, the development, for the development of – Dirk Cutter. Yeah. With Jameis Winston. And Winston we, hasn't looked right. any better these two and, years. And you know – so they were they fired their head coach to promote the offensive coordinator because they were afraid of losing him. And it's not working it's out. It's not working out at all. And that is not the only city where that is the storyline. Um, and the other one, the guy might get fired as early as tomorrow. So yeah. we'll cut, we'll get to that in one of the games. That, that'll up. be our penultimate, or yeah. that'll be our final completed game discussion before we go to the Sunday night game and the Monday night preview. But yeah, so just fall to the Buccaneers, fifteen to ten. Tampa Bay's got to pull a Saints and win seven in a row if they want to salvage this season. Yeah. A team that Justin already mentioned is uh, exceeding expectation. The Minnesota Vikings went toe-to-toe with the Redskins today. Washington coming off that victory at Seattle. 
Case Keenum leading the up. way. Then also helped the Redskins get back in it with a couple picks, right. including a pick six. But And the Vikings defense got tested. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, with, with the pick six, uh, you know, that can't be put on the Vikings defense. Kirk Cousins is about to get paid. He is, <laughs> like, but I, has I feel gotten paid. that he is the next Ryan Fitzpatrick who's going to oh. get a huge contract and then not live oh. up to it. Yeah, I'm not saying I think it's the greatest thing, but... I, the Redskins are the ones to blame for this. The Redskins are the ones to blame. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. They said this all kind of started when, I guess, in like maybe their rookie year, um, when RG3 had gotten hurt in a game. And yeah, we're going back to, what, 2012? Right, and he came in and he won a game. <laughs> he won a game for them, like a big game, and got him into the playoffs or something. Like I forget exactly how it played out. And the, like, owners, like, came in, like, the owner and GM, and walked by him and went right to RG3 and started, like, they didn't even acknowledge Kirk Cousins and went right to RG3 and, like, were telling him, you're still, you're still the chosen one. Like, you're still the one. Like, well, it's we still know your how job. that worked out. Right. And so, like, he's always kind of felt like. They didn't respect Not necessarily him. even the coaches or his teammates, because he didn't feel it. Because they said. His teammates were upset and that the coaches, I think it might have been Shanahan at the time, went and said to like the ownership, like, you can't do that. You're going to cause a mutiny in your right. locker room. Like we get like everyone understands that. Everyone understands RG3 is this high draft pick, like like that it's going to be his job again when we get it back. But like you can't handle it that way in front of everyone. Like that's just bad for the team. And they basically are like, yeah, we kind of do whatever we want. So well, – <laughs> So, well, you see where that's got them. And now they're going to have to choose whether they're going to franchise them and pay him like $35 million next year. They're not going to do. No. Or he's going to go somewhere else. So, if you had to pick, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but if you no, had to right. pick one team, where does Cousins go? Ooh. Nowhere I think would be an interesting spot for him. Let's see if it's on the same page. I think that. You Jacksonville are, Jaguars. Okay. No, we're not on the same page. I mean, right. that's interesting to me. I guess it depends on how the rest of the season goes. Right. Watching today, I still just think they move on from Blake Bortles after this season. I think I'm going to throw out one here. They may try to draft the quarterback, though. I, I don't know. Now, this, to me, an interesting one, I think, would be the Broncos. Now, I know they took Paxton Lynch just two years ago. You know, he's not even entering his third year. He's been injured this year. But if Denver thinks they have a defense to compete and they're just a quarterback away. And after. And with Elway like, in that role. seeing this year, like, what, you know. What the quarterback position means. Not that right. Elway should really and need I feel to like tell it's, them that. it's more than, especially in the NFL where you don't have guaranteed contracts. Like, you give it, like. A rebuild in football can happen in a couple years. I know that mm -hmm. sounds crazy, but between draft picks and free agents and just the non-guaranteed contracts, it's not like the NBA where you can pay a contract for five years after a guy's gone, you know, like you're right. something like that. Here, you take that hit initially, but the next year you're pretty much clear of it. So if you've got that in Denver and you realize, man, how long can we keep this defense together? Let's make another run at it, especially if they don't do that great this year. Right, like now, I think that kind of Washington has said bit. they're not franchising him. Right, like they're gonna if they want to keep him, they want to sign him. To right, long but I don't like if you're him. No, I'm not saying he should, 
I, I'm not saying he shouldn't. I don't know. It like, comes down to what's important to him. Right. Well, and it depends where is he going to go. Well, that's what like, I'm going to propose. Because if you're him, like, do you not do you not go, all right, well, I'll play for you, and I'll even give you the discount of $30 million for the first year because it's going to be $5 million less than what they would have to do if they want to franchise you. Because he holds the cards in Washington. They're not going to have a top draft pick. They, they could get a quarterback if they want, but who are they going to get? Mm-hmm. Like, who are they going to get? And who's going to want to go there? They're going to have, they'd have to try and sign somebody to a long term deal. Right. Because they're, nobody's going to go there on a short term deal and be like, with the word of the ownership being like, oh, yeah, we'll sign you to a long term deal. Well, no, you had your guy and you didn't sign him. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's a mess in Washington. It, it does come down to if he thinks he can win in Washington, then maybe you, you know, around. then maybe you're like, all right, I want, Twenty-five million a year, or whatever. Besides, but you're not going to get a hometown discount, you know. Like they've they've lost that opportunity. I feel like. Besides the Broncos, I think the Cardinals are a possibility. That's who knows what's going on with Carson Palmer. Obviously, and with Arians, that's an interesting one right. too, because the rumor was floated that, that he, he might be done. Right. And, then they could be looking to go a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, just because um, they'd have to pay me forty million dollars a year, <laughs> right. yeah, like. And if they did, if they were like, we'll give you forty million, like, and we'll fully guarantee the first two years, so you get eighty million dollars. <laughs> now, Cleveland doesn't have that kind. Of, no yeah, NFL right. team has that kind of money. But like, what free agent quarterback is like? Yep, that's where I want to go. If Philip Rivers would retire, the Chargers could be an option. And the way the season's going, and after commuting to L.A. for a year, maybe. That's kind of how he feels. The Bills have never seemed sold on Tyrod Taylor. I think that could be an option. The Jets are always dysfunctional. That could be an option as well. But I think that about sums it up, except for another out-of-the-box one. Okay. Is if Ben Roethlisberger retires. Okay. I could see the Steelers possibly being interested. Yeah. Was there another one you want to throw in there? Well, when you're just saying outside-the-box, I know there's some talk that – there's some, oh, uh, some the people are talking about Eli going right. to Jacksonville if that would open up in New York. But the thing is, if that happens, you're probably talking about a new coach and new thing. I don't know that they bring in a free agent quarterback, but maybe yeah, they do. Because, again, maybe they feel like the defense and the wide receivers are there now. I think you know? the three most interesting ones would be Denver, Pittsburgh, and the Giants. Like I think those would be really I think intriguing. The Giants ones. could be really interesting if they could get uh, if they could draft a quarterback who's competent and put How him in about- there. Because then – because then, all of a sudden, you have the rookie deal for your quarterback. You can ha- take some of that money to sign Odell, who's up not this year. Everybody's talking about it this year. He's up after next year. See, I think Giants going after Cousins makes a lot of sense. Move on from Eli. Thank you. But, yeah, right. what have you done for me lately? Get Cousins younger, at this time, more talented. Early draft pick, you got your quarterback. Now don't what, do it. Now don't do, do it. Need? Don't do it. I hate you. So Saquon Barkley in in New York with Kirk Cousins and those wide receivers, all of a sudden you go from a team that's probably going to finish like three and thirteen to, to a, a team, team that's going to finish two and <laughs> two and fourteen. Don't Barkley, it, Cousins, Odell, Shepard. I'm right. just saying, you know, I think it's interesting. Why are you the way that you that's are? the most talk we've ever had about Kirk Cousins before? So yeah. Um, all right, Bengals, Titans, Tennessee gets the win, 24-20. We talked about how they're in the a Bengals, foot race with the Jags. The now, I've been vision- – I, I know how uh, – let me say I feel like I know how this discussion is going to go. Vontez Perfect, 
is an idiot, and he oh gets in trouble a lot. He did not deserve to be ejected no, from this for, game. For all the things he could be ejected for, right. that's what he gets ejected so for. He basically didn't hit the running back out of bounds and gets a late hit. Essentially, that's what it came down to. He didn't hit him. Mm-hmm. And then the ref puts his arm on perfect. He doesn't really push away. He kind of just like walks through kind of like almost yeah, like you're, you're going silly. Through, But not like to get to anyone, just kind of going through. And the guy, oh my gosh. Guess like, they're trying to atone for past the discrepancies things, right. that they didn't catch. Of all the things, like when he tried to kill Antonio Brown, like yeah, right. if he would have been ejected for that, I, I can understand. But like, man, now that separate from the outcome of the game, they had a chance to do this, and Marcus Mariota leads him down the field for a touchdown. Looks good. I think it's third this year that yeah. he's done that in the fourth quarter. So looking good for Tennessee. Yeah, it's not always pretty, but they were getting it done today. That that's why I'll be interesting to see where they are at the end of the season. It's an interesting game Eve. Titans at Steelers. I, I have trouble with going with road teams on a Thursday, you know, short week and, and Titans are banged up to with, but Yeah, I think it sounds like a Pittsburgh win. Oh, I absolutely agree. However, and this is going way back and I know this means nothing, but Tennessee has given Pittsburgh fits at times. Like Going back way back to like the Steve McNair years. Mm-hmm. Like it's just because I remember when I was in college, they like there was this like for a, and actually it goes back to maybe old division alignment now that I think about it. But the Oilers, Oilers. Steelers and the Titans Steelers used to um, kind of be some big matchups when I was out there. So I'm kind of hoping that it at least, you know, it's a good game, but um, we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't really see Titans going to Pittsburgh on a Thursday and getting away with a win. The Jaguars and Titans were helped by the Rams today, who demolished the Texans thirty-three yeah, to seven. I believe it's their like fourth victory of twenty-five or more points. Yeah, Jared Goff this and year that offense look awesome. They hadn't they had done that many in the last like twelve years combined or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So these Rams are for real. They look really really good. So and, I think uh, the Eagles right play that now week, like. 14 or 15, I think the Eagles play at L.A. Right now, they're uh, the four seed in yeah. the NFC playoffs. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like, cr- there's it is crazy. Four, well, three two-loss teams, you know, and one one-loss team as the division leaders in the NFC. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm glad that they're not doubling up in a division that those are all division leaders because yeah. I hate to see a team like that drop a five spot. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so the Rams are a little bit coming out of nowhere. A lot of people comparing them to the 99, great show on turf with Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce. Uh, the, uh, don't get me wrong. Falk. I mean, I think it'll be good and they'll, they'll get it. Like, you know, L.A. City loves winners. But you see the game there. There's so many people not there, you know. And, I, like, I know it's not like a huge marquee game. But, like, I, mean, I know it's a massive stadium, but no one's there. Yeah, it's, it's that's depressing, and it it is miles better than what the Chargers get home, you know, like right. So, but. the Rams' two losses are to the Redskins in Week Two and to the Seahawks in Week Five. Both of them were at home. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a little bit uh, depressing for them. The biggest problem is that the Rams have to play Seattle one more time, and also could see them in the first round of the playoffs, depending on how things shake out. Right. They also don't have an easy schedule. No, we'll see how good the Rams are the next two weeks. As they have to go to Minnesota and then host the Saints. Right. Then they get a little bit of a, a must win situation because who knows what will happen those two weeks. In week 13, they have the Cardinals before hosting the Eagles in what will be a road game in Los Angeles. 
Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, it definitely will be. As we saw what the Eagles were able to do when they played the Chargers. I don't expect much different when they play the Rams. And then L.A. has to go to Seattle, go to Tennessee before hosting San Francisco. So there's, honestly, there's an opportunity for the Rams to lose, I'd say, four or five games in the back It's an half. opportunity, but honestly, the way they're playing, I think, it's not unrealistic for them to think that those that the loss total from that stretch would be two or three games, you know, like right. And they're seven and two, so if right. they go ten and six, you know, or, or eleven, like and the five, way they're playing right now, it wouldn't surprise me if they beat Seattle the second time they play them. It wouldn't surprise me, you know, if they. It would surprise me if they beat Minnesota. Like I, I, I know Minnesota gave up a bunch of points to the Redskins today, but um, I don't know the Ram, the Rams are putting it together. That's a team that scares me. The loss to the Seahawks scares me a little bit just because Seattle's – they're an above-average team. Right, and Seattle's sitting one game behind them, but if they beat them again, would have the tiebreaker. Right, so that one one scares me. And I'd much rather see the Rams than the Seahawks, so that's a little bit of my own personal bias there. Uh, Dallas goes to Atlanta, scores first, and then doesn't do anything the rest of the game. Atlanta turns it on. Falcons score – I think twenty seven unanswered. Yeah, twenty seven to seven. Atlanta it was seven wins. nothing. That was a definite must win for the Falcons, who get the five and four. This game, like, I it surprised me. And now we'll die with Dallas. Did you like? It surprised me that not that the Falcons won. I didn't pick them to win, but it surprised me. Uh, so it surprised me a little bit that they won. What? But what really surprised me is that the Cowboys put a seven points. How's that happen? This team just rolled through Kansas City last week. I know they was close at times, but that was. Really, because like a mishap on a play before halftime, right? And then Kansas City got right. some momentum, but like they just rolled. Like they they put a, they did offensively. They were able to move the ball and score. You know, not at will, but put up some points against Kansas City, and then they put up seven. And I know they didn't have Ezekiel Elliott, but the bigger factor was not having Tyron Smith. Oh, yeah. Tackle. Right. We said. So um, if he could be out one more week, that would be fantastic. Adrian Claiborne has six sacks. One man had six one sacks. One short of the record. Which is just absolutely absurd. He's a, a former, um, I think, actually, early second round pick. He was considered a, like a top five pick, and then injury history forced him to slide. The Buccaneers took him. He didn't do much there, but he's making a living now in Atlanta. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, this was a bad one for the Cowboys because you lose that conference game. You now. You're now the last place team in of the group that's five and four. So they're actually the tenth best team in the NFC because they've also s- lost to Green Bay. Right, they lost to Green Bay and they lost to Atlanta. So they uh, they need help now to get into the playoffs, and they've got to play as you alluded to. They have the Eagles coming to town next week. Yeah, so it's a big game because, and I I can tell you right now who I'm going to pick, but. Right. Well, and the Cowboys need the game more. Like, I know it's big for the Eagles. Philly's coming off a bye. I know. This ain't your Andy Reid Eagles, though. Right. I know. (laughs) For better or worse. But I would love to see the Eagles win. That would put them four games up in the Cowboys with six to play. And a guaranteed split with the Cowboys, you know? So, like, that would be a really good spot to be for the Eagles. Whereas the Cowboys, you said, they're the last place of the team's that are in that group of the next out. So they need to win, you know, because um, they already need to make up three games on the Eagles for the division. Um, so I 
it'll be interesting to see. Um, I believe it's in Dallas next week. It is in Dallas next week. uh, I'm checking if it was primetime or not. I think it is. I think it's a Sunday night game, but I don't know. Yes, it is. Yeah. Philadelphia at Dallas, November 19th, 8 on CC. So uh, we're in Bulldog Hour next week. The Eagles and Cowboys will be playing for the first time this year. Congratulations are in order for the San Francisco 49ers for winning their first game of the year and screwing their draft position by beating a team that now... Right, they got their quarterback, though. So when they lose next week, the 49ers will go from possibly getting the number one pick to getting the number three pick. <laughs> so, 49ers win 31-21, to 21, 14 fourth quarter points. Giants looked hapless as always. Man, they and just McAdoo may get fired tomorrow. Yeah, he was very... Um, and this is, another, this is the other situation. The Giants, they kind of, they didn't fire Tom Coughlin, but they like kind of pushed him out the door. Pretty much. Because they wanted Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo turned down the Eagles job. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> for this Giants job. And he's about to get fired for it. And probably they run out of town too. Yep. So, good job. Not a great. It didn't go as planned. <laughs> yeah. This is not going speaking as I of, foreseen. Speaking of going as planned. The Sunday night game yeah. is going exactly how I think everyone, everyone expected. Saw this one New England is up seventeen to six. It is. This isn't. These aren't your Peyton's Broncos. No, no, it is not. Um, they're only in the we're in the early second quarter. Right at seventeen to six, New England. Uh, so the Patriots may have scored on every uh, <laughs> every possession. <laughs> possible, possible. And uh, I expect more of the same. I expect this to be something like thirty-seven to. 12 when, when I wake when up When did tomorrow. I know this wouldn't be a game when the Eagles put up 51 points on the Broncos last week? And right. the stadium ran out of fireworks. They yes. sent out an apology. For they that. did. So the Patriots <laughs> are on their way to being 7-2, and two, which would tie them with Pittsburgh in the AFC. And, um, you know, that's pretty much right where we expected both of them to be. Honestly, and Kansas do they City play? Too. Does <laughs> so, Pittsburgh do Pittsburgh and New England play yet? Yeah, yeah, they do. Okay, um, let me pull up here. That could be a huge yeah. game. Yeah, where's the home field going to be in the AFC? Right. That's what it comes down to. Because yeah, it's you know they may end up playing two more times. Although if Jacksonville see. runs the table, it might be in Jacksonville. I mean, the other teams would have to lose. But remember, Jacksonville has a tiebreaker with Pittsburgh. Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah. Let's see. Right there. We yeah, December seventeenth. Awesome. That is okay. That <laughs> stars will just come out. The next day is the best of the year. I'll be excited for that game. Why is that not the Sunday night game? It will be. I bet they don't have one. Oh, well, you're I'm, right. That'll probably be flex. Right. Hopefully, New England's coming off a loss. Like all of this, this looks at really, really good. Yeah. Really good setup for that. Um, my before we um do the Monday night game, my uncle wants to know if the uh, 49ers should have Garoppolo. Should they be playing him? I think him? they have their bye next week. Uh, yes, they do. Yes, I think they have their bye. I think he starts the week after that. So, Bethard uh, is done then? <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, hard to say. He led him to a win. Like, right. he hasn't been the problem, but I don't know that he's the solution. Well, I guess, I guess at this point... I Here's mean, the problem, though. They have to find if Garoppolo is the guy. They do, but like, you're going to give him next year anyways, right? He, but his contract's up. Oh, is it? His contract's up. He's oh, a free well, then, agent. Yeah, okay. Then they, right, they he's a free agent. They got six games to figure out. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, 49ers If they had him net for next year. I thought year, they had another year. No, yeah. Then I try and figure out on Bethard, like, is he our backup? But, no. Yeah, he's a free agent. They have to figure out whether they uh, 
whether or not he's they're going to assign him to the deal. All right. So. Well, then, yes, absolutely. I believe after Garoppolo played today, no, not necessarily, and it ended up not really mattering because the right. guard if got him If it was a, a team where, like, they were borderline and they need every win to get to in into the playoffs, then, you know, I feel like they would. But on the other hand, like, I think the team, if they felt like they had anywhere close to as good of a chance as winning with the you know, Garoppolo, they would have done that this week, but... I think with the bye coming up, I think two weeks from now we will see uh, Garoppolo. So week twelve, we should see the Jimmy Garoppolo debut for the Forty Nine. I fully, I fully expect this to be like the um, to be the Matt Castle treatment. Like he's going to light it up, and get a good deal, and then and that not be anything. Then we'll see. I, that might be unfair because I don't know that he won't be anything, but I think he's going to take advantage of this. As most Patriots backups do, he's going to turn right. this into a pretty good gig. And then they end up in New England a few years down the road. Right. All right. So the Monday night game, Miami four and four goes to the Panthers six and three. This is very important for both teams because Miami, yeah. if they want to stay in the uh, AFC wild card race, they need to win this game to even themselves with Buffalo and be a game back of whoever doesn't win the AFC South. Carolina, on the other hand, they need a win here to launch them into fifth place by half a game over the Seahawks. And attempt to maintain pace with the Saints, who they'd be a half game behind. Carolina will have the bye next week. So, a big game for both teams. And just because I'm a huge cynic, I don't expect the Dolphins to do anything at all against Carolina. They had a big game a couple weeks ago. We're like, you know, this is the one they got, and they, like, didn't show up at all. Well, they got destroyed by the Ravens. That's probably the one we're talking about. And I called that because they played terribly against Baltimore. But... Miami needs to win this game to have any chance of making the playoffs because I think it's the I believe we talked this in the preseason that the Dolphins schedule gets harder in the second half of the year and right now you know if they would lose to the Panthers they'd be at four and five. Now we, we talked about this earlier in the year, so maybe you know some of the teams they're playing aren't any good. But uh, Tampa Bay, no. that's push. Yeah, you got to win that must, game. Has to be a must. So if lose this one and go to four five losses, five, yeah, that means. You really you only like can afford one more. Right. And I'd say maybe two, but probably only one more. So, in Tampa, you have to win it. Oh, but then you go to New England. And then you have Denver, which you would have to win. Then you host New England. Miami so like, wins one of the New England games. I'll call it right now. Well, they have to because <laughs> they're probably going to lose one. And if they lose tomorrow, that's the only other one they can lose. And then they, they go to Buffalo. Go to Kansas City. Go to Kansas City Buffalo. and then host Buffalo. Yeah, so... They need to win it, the Buffalo They have games. to win tomorrow. Like let's let's short term. They must win tomorrow. They have to beat Carolina and Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't. I think I think the Dolphins are in trouble. Martin. Well, I said when the year started that I thought they were a seven to nine win team. I know, <laughs> but it's a shame because. Oh, never mind. I'll tell you after show. <laughs> so, troll. <laughs> troll, troll, troll. So um, yeah, Miami. Third straight primetime game. I'm sure I'll see less than a minute of it, like the other games that they played the last three weeks. Yeah, the I didn't even. The, the only game. part of the Dolphins Ravens game I saw two weeks ago on Thursday night was when Alonzo decked Joe Flacco. Because oh, I remember I texted you. I was like, Flacco just got whammied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I remember. Yeah, but and I didn't watch any of their loss to the Raiders last week. That was the Sunday night game and the Monday night Dolphins Panthers. So, um, yeah. Fun just never ends. Oh, it never it never ends. So, but I think the fun is about to end for our show because yeah. I think we're all out of games to talk about. We are, we are. So, so that was week ten. 
We will be back in two weeks, uh, I think, which would be what that that be the Sunday of Thanksgiving, Sunday after Thanksgiving. Well, that's crazy to think about. Never yeah. be past Thanksgiving the next time we do the show. Yeah, so we'll that be... kind of makes me sick in my stomach a little yeah. bit. <laughs> no, bring it on. I know ha- Halloween through the Super Bowl is the best time of year. And specifically, no. Thanksgiving through July. New Year's is the best July time. No, the July. Best time yeah, yeah. July. Nothing <laughs> happened in July. <sighs> best sports month for sure. Oh, God, there's nothing. It's baseball. That's it. There's nothing that's going on. And you got the All Star break in there too. So literally, there is like a three day period where there is nothing happening. The SB is your favorite. Yeah. All right. Now, now I couldn't hold back. Some of no. the trolling, I was able to bite my tongue enough till after the show, and some I just I just couldn't do it. Right. So. so. Well, <laughs> so thanks for watching tonight. We will be back again in two weeks, recapping week 12 of the NFL. you have any uh, shout outs or anything to mention? No. <laughs> no. Um, I will say a happy birthday to um, my cousin's daughter, Dulcie. Turned 10 today, double digits. Big, big time. And they were That's celebrating crazy. in New York City over the weekend. Yeah, that is crazy. She was born while I lived in Indiana. Oh. I remember it. Um, Pretty vividly, I remember talking about uh, when she was born, and uh, to think that that happened ten years ago is a little crazy. Yeah, so, that's crazy that you were living in Indiana ten years ago. Yes, that is also crazy. Oh, we talked about it a little bit on the Bulldog Hour, going back in time yeah. over the uh, yeah. over the uh, the streak. So, yep, good times, good times by all. So. Um, so that's it from us. Thanks for watching episode 247 of the Joe Mays and j show. Let's see if Justin can do this from memory. Oh, we hope you tune in every Sunday <laughs> for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm j And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and j show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRap.com. The Joe Mays and JRap Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.